Welcome back to a Dead Letter Podcast, where we delve into the mysterious and unexplained phenomena that have fascinated humans for centuries. In today's episode, we will explore some of the most intriguing and spine-tingling aspects of the paranormal world. From ancient folklore to modern-day sightings, these phenomena have captured the imaginations of people across the globe and continue to spark curiosity and wonder in those who seek to understand the mysteries of the universe. So sit back, relax, and join us as we embark on a journey into the unknown, exploring some of the most fascinating and eerie aspects of the paranormal world. Welcome back, guys. I know probably those two episodes that I just dropped are probably going to come off a little weird. You guys are going to be like, well, what happened to the stories? Decided to take a break of uh, storytelling, and um, but now I'm back at it. But just real quick before we start, you know the drill. Quick shout out to Bull Talk by Joe, The Thing About Us, The League of Kings, The Conversation Cabin, Shadows in the Attic, The Parallel Boys, formerly known as The Parallel Discussion, Marmel Games, which is on YouTube, Brutal Bizarre Boozy, and Beyond the Shadows podcast. On oh, the last one, I think it's probably uh, Speak Into Her or something like that. Uh, probably not doing her any justice, but uh, check them all out, you know. Share, like, subscribe. At least rate them, you know. Like, that helps. Whether it be positive or negative, you know, constructive criticism helps. It helps us fix whatever is lacking in the show. But we don't know it until you guys, you know, home tell us. Let's get the show started. Haunted toys. When you hear that, what crosses your mind? I know for me, it's automatically Annabelle, Chucky, and um, that other fucking doll. I think his name is Roberto, the one in the case that everybody apologizes to. Um, That comes to mind. And also, um, I don't know if any of you guys ever watched that show, Destination Truth. Um, This is where I found out about that... uh, Island of Dolls that's located in Mexico. I'm supposed to be cursed. Um, I know that one has like a little tale behind it where I think it, it, used, to, it used to be an island that was frequently visited. Um, and then I don't know, it has a story of a girl that drowned in the surrounding a lake. Um, but it goes something around that the dude that's there, he was supposed to be taking care of her. He, I guess, fell asleep one day, and unfortunately, he found her, like, face down in the water. She drowned, you know, while she was playing too, clore, uh, playing too close to the shore. And ever since then, he is haunted by her, right? He'll be there at night, and he'll hear her calling for him, asking for help, and he'll run to the fucking shoreline and only see, like, an apparition of her, but won't really see her. So I guess in order for him to not be haunted so much he ended up hang, hanging like dolls all around the island and that's kind of how it got uh that's how it got its uh, island of the dolls name but have you guys ever heard of mandy one of the lesser known haunted dolls resides at the que- i'm gonna butcher this fucking name but it resides at the Quesno museum in uh, british columbia canada mandy was donated to the museum in 1991 She's your typical antique doll with wear and tear, of course, like cracks and rips. 
the woman who donated the doll to the museum told the curator that she kept the doll stored in the attic of her home. The woman said that she would wake up in the middle of the night to the sounds of a baby crying coming from within her home. She would get up and investigate her home, which led her to her basement. In the basement, she would find the doll next to an open window that was previously shut. She soon had enough and decided to donate the doll after that. And after donating the doll, the strange occurrences stopped. Since her arrival at the museum, staff had begun to experience strange things. Small items began to go missing. Footsteps with no one around. Disembodied voices. Mandy has her own doll, a little lamb. The lamb would occasionally be found outside of, the, of her enclosure. They also found out that they cannot place her with any other items or dolls. As the very next day in the enclosure, the items will be shredded to pieces. Where did Mandy come from? Well, her origin dates back to the 1900s. A man was out walking during the winter when he heard a faint sound of a child crying. He followed the sound, which led him to a rundown property. As he approached the house, the crying increased. It was getting louder and louder. The man was sure that there was a child trapped in the rundown home. He pinpointed the crying coming from the cellar, and upon descending, he found the body of a young girl clutching a doll. He called the police, and they did their thing. Took the body, but left the doll there. So as you guessed it, that motherfucker took the doll, and that's what we have it here. <laughs> Another one of the lesser-known haunted dolls in the Warren collection. And this one is considered to be even more evil and dangerous than Annabelle. This is the story of Lily the doll, who appears in the house of its previous owner. The time period was stated to be around the late 1800s to probably the early 1900s. The doll was gifted to a seven-year-old girl. The doll itself was a raggedy Ann type of doll. The girl who was gifted the doll suffered from a physical disability that did not allow her to speak so well. Upon receiving the doll, she would try to speak and her parents interpreted as Lily, thus naming the doll Lily. Lily becomes the girl's best friend, but the good times are short-lived as tragedy strikes. When the girl is around nine years old, the girl and her doll both fall from the third floor from the house they lived in. They both fell to the garden below, and the little girl died. Because she loved the doll so much, her parents decided to bury her with the doll. Here's where the strange shit starts happening. After seven days, the doll appears in the garden. The parents assume the neighbors are playing a cruel joke on them. They eventually rationalize it to be a sign from the little girl visiting them from beyond. So they keep the doll, and upon placing the doll in the little girl's room, strange things begin to happen. They would find the doll in different places, like in the garden, in the living room, in other rooms. They found the doll in every area of the house, except for the place they originally left her in. The most impactful thing happened when the mom swore she saw the doll move her lips like her sweet girl did when she tried to speak. At this point, the parents decided to reach out to the Warrens, and they decided to place Lily in her own special container. Priests and mediums have stated that something not from this earth resides in that doll. It could be the one time a doll or a demon takes a doll and actually gets a fucking kid, you know? In the movies, they're always shown struggling to get a fucking soul. Just go after the kid, just like this one did, you know, befriend it for a couple of years, and then bam, 
ever fall off your fucking second story <laughs> apartment or some shit like that, you know? And bam, you got your stolen hill. Story one. And I guess as you can tell, today's theme is haunted toys. And I'm going to use that shit loosely because I think I just read this thing and I was like, oh, one of the stories is not a toy, but whatever. <laughs> All right. Story one. Uh, the toys I received growing up were toys discarded by others. My first doll that I was ever gifted was by my parents, and they found it on the road. I know you should never pick up anything from the road, like mirrors and other antique objects, as they can store energy from the surroundings. An example would be if the item came from an abusive household, then that item was filled with negative energy. So my mom brought me my first doll, from a pile of toys she found on the road. She obviously cleaned it properly before giving it to me. I think I was around like seven or eight. And it didn't really matter. I'm just a kid. A kid and her toy. Happy as can be. I took the doll with me everywhere. It was glued to my arm. After two years, I received my actual new toy. An actual new Barbie doll. I was so happy. So happy to have an actual toy. An actual Barbie so my new Barbie replaced my first doll as my new partner in crime. And this is where you could say, or at least when I can remember, some of the strange things began to occur. I placed my old doll in my closet, and I started placing my new Barbie next to my bed. Kind of like to stand guard to watch me overnight, you know? At night, I began to hear my name being called from my closet. I called out thinking it was my mom. But the voice told me it wasn't my mom. The voice told me it was a friend, a dear friend. So I asked it, who are you? And it just repeated a friend. At that point, I was frightened. So I called for my mom. She came in and I told her what I was hearing from the closet. She checked the closet and found nothing. The next night, the same thing happened. I told her that it was probably my doll. She took the doll out of the closet and placed it in the living room. I didn't hear the voices at night anymore, but something did happen to my mom that night. She said that she had a nightmare where a faithless nude woman was chasing her around the house. The woman eventually reached her and began choking her. She woke up gasping for air. She turned towards the hallway and saw the silhouette of a woman standing there looking at her. She told me and dad about the incident. My dad, being a skeptic, didn't really believe us, but agreed to get rid of the doll. He had plans to donate it the following day, so he stored it in his truck. That morning, my dad was supposed to take the doll along with other things to the donation center, but forgot. He said that his drive home from work felt heavy. Usually, it's the best part after a long day of work. But he said on this day, while he was driving, he had a strange irk. He kept looking back through his rearview mirror. He just felt that something was off, that something was following him. He said that while he was parking the truck, he took a quick glance of the back seats and saw a woman with a blurry face sitting there. He jumped out of the truck and ran into the house. The following morning, he tossed a doll somewhere off the road. He said, fuck that donation place. <laughs> they ain't getting shit. Story number two. 
I immortal. Let me tell you about the first time my family received a not-so-pleasant gift. It all started one night. I had just finished preparing my child's dinner and decided to sit down and eat. I made myself a quick sandwich as I was very tired of all the things I had done that day. Just as I'm about to take my first bite from the sandwich, I hear my husband yell for me. I rush up to the second floor restroom to see what he wanted. I asked him, did you call me? And he said, no. I told him, are you sure? I, I heard you. He said, no, again, with a confused look on his face. I told him, you just called out my name, and I thought you had fallen or something. And he responds with, no, I haven't. I just got out the shower and I was shaving, but I haven't called for you. Fast forward a couple days, my husband finds himself in the living room, and he suddenly hears me calling out to him. He rushes up to the baby's room where I'm at and asks if I need anything. And I tell him, no, I don't. So he responds angrily, then why did you call me? I told him I didn't. He asked, are you sure? Because I heard you clear as day. And I respond, I'm sure. I've been here with the baby. Not too long after, I'm cleaning my baby's room because we started smelling something foul coming from the room. I gave that room and the closet a deep scrub. While cleaning the closet, I start feeling this sharp stinging pain coming from my wrist. I take my gloves off and have three scratches. The first thought that came to my mind was I must have brushed up against something, something abrasive. I start trying to rationalize with what I could have brushed up against, and the only thing in the closet was the baby walker. So I take the baby walker out of the closet, and I move it to the closet by the landing so it wouldn't pose a threat to the baby. Because obviously, if it scratched me, I could probably do more damage to it. We begin to experience some electrical issues. For some odd reason, the lights on the landing begin to turn on and off by themselves. At first, I started blaming my husband for leaving the lights on. But eventually, we found out that the lights do indeed turn on by themselves. As we were both heading up the stairs, and they turned on. But the strangest incident of all happened when the foul odor returned, this time from the closet in the landing. As I was preparing to give it a good deep clean, my friend Mello decided to stop by. I let her in, and immediately she comments on the foul odor. I apologize and tell her I'm working on it. She follows it to the landing and immediately points to the baby cradle toy. She tells me to toss it out. But I tell her no, that we were just gifted this, and plus it's new and in perfect condition. She insists, and I tell her fine, I will. I finish cleaning up the closet, and the smell goes away for now. A couple weeks later, the smell returns, and I'm reminded of what my friend said. After a couple back and forth in my head, I ended up putting the baby cradle outside, and the smell disappears. I text my friend, and I tell her that she was right. She then reminds me to be cautious when receiving gifts. You just never know who might be giving you what. But I still have the baby cradle, just not inside my house. Yeah, and I think this is why you're kind of... Well, I, I probably think this is why a lot of people don't accept things from others, either that they sometimes do know or don't know, because you just never know with what kind of intention they're giving you these items, you know? I think I remember hearing it on a podcast as it's a certain thing that you should also be careful who you let money to or whoever you deal with. Like when you make like 
uh, I guess, financial decisions. Because sometimes, let's say if you're lending somebody money and they're paying you back, but then you notice that the same person's always asking you for money and you always give them money, it could always be like they kind of made a pact with you to keep you stuck with them. That way you're always their lender, you know, and, and, and something like that. Hopefully you guys understand. But if I could pinpoint the story that I heard that they used that, I would. I'm a, I'll retell it here. But it's going to be a minute. Story three. My grandfather fought in World War II. Along with the trauma, he also brought a couple of souvenirs from Germany. He brought home a tin metal toy tank. He held on to that thing until his death. That's when he passed it on to me. I was close to my grandfather, so I kept it as my centerpiece on top of my fireplace. This motherfucker has a fireplace. You know he has money. That's when everything started happening. I was woken up at night to the sound of glass shattering coming from downstairs. I would rush down the stairs with a bat in hand, expecting to see burglars, but I would find an empty living room. Nothing was out of place, no mess, no glass. My front door was still closed. I didn't think anything paranormal of it, but I did second-guess some items. Aside from the tank, I had other invaluable heirlooms as centerpieces in the living room. Fearing that I might be robbed one day, I moved them to the attic for safekeeping. Soon after moving the items to the attic, I began to hear heavy footsteps and boxes being dragged. I would go check, and everything would be fine. Out of fear, I ended up moving the heirlooms again, but this time to the basement. This fool has a basement and an attic. He has money. Again, I found myself woken up by a loud bang coming from the basement. I get up to go investigate, and as soon as I reach my basement door, it blows open with so much force, you think there was a hurricane in my basement. I head down, and I find everything is still in place. That's when it dawns on me that maybe it's the tank. Or maybe it was my grandfather checking up on me. I'm a skeptic, but I plan on getting these things blessed. And I will give you a follow-up to see what happens after. It's all those fucking Jews that are stuck in the tank. (laughs) They're like, don't forget about me. So I think I wanted to do one of these episodes on Haunted Toys because... On one of these podcasts um, that I've mentioned in a previous episode, they had one that was just back to back on these like items that were given to people. And man, these stories were bangers. Like they were fucking, they were good. So, not to take too much content from them, I I'm gonna tell you one of their stories that they did mention, and only because this one's probably one of my favorites that they said. And obviously, it was in Spanish, so I'm here translating it to you in English, so all you guys can enjoy, enjoy it. Bonus story that is not mine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this one wasn't sent in. I instead heard it from another podcast. The podcast is in Spanish. Um, I think it's on Hablemos de lo que no existe or Podcast Extra Normal. It's one of those two. I'm just going to have to like listen to them. Um, probably within like the last month or so. Uh, apologies if you guys hear any background noise or any like static, as I think I'm hearing static right now. 
on my headphones, but I don't know what it could be. It could be a fucking ghost. It's probably like the the spirit of some dead homeless guy that was killed in the alley over here. <laughs> I was coming coming to our man telling me to shut the fuck up. All right, so the encounter starts like this. A listener wrote in that when he was younger, he met his wife in college. They hit it off great, decided to get married, and start their family. When their firstborn arrived, they decided it was best to move in with the parents of his wife, as it would not be a drastic change to their life. Unfortunately, tragedy struck, and the wife died. The listener, not feeling well, still living with the in-laws, decided it was best he moved out. He moved into one of the homes his parents owned, his childhood home. The listener states that his parents' house was big, and it would be more than big enough for him and his little girl. The only thing is that his parents were a bit of hoarders. They held on to all the toys, trinkets, and clothes given to them when they were babies. Upon moving in, he would find toys and clothes in the attic, in the basement, and almost in every other closet. They really held on to everything. You know, well, why buy new clothes when you got some pretty good ones being handed down to you, you know? It's fucking Finance 101. So, returning home, the listener saw some of his childhood toys and clothes which he then gave to his daughter. The listener then goes to say that everything was good. His daughter adapted well. He states that he is a Catholic and he would never stray from it. So when he saw his daughter one night praying over the toys he had given to her, he thought it was the cutest thing he had ever seen. She was adopting his beliefs, accepting them well. He didn't give it much thought and went to bed. Fast forward a couple months and his daughter becomes extremely ill. So ill that it worries him that he, sa- he decides to spend the nights with her. He decides to sleep with her in a room to keep her comfort. Before bed, she tells him to please tuck the toys to bed and pray over them. Again, he didn't give it much thought, but did so anyways. At that moment, it didn't occur to him to ask why. But a couple of days go on. Once his daughter obviously got better, he decided to ask her during breakfast why she would tuck the toys and pray over them before bed every night. She responds that she does that so the toys let her sleep. If she doesn't pray over them, they become alive, and at night they keep her up awake. They ask her to play with them, and if she refuses, that they turn scary and threaten to take her away with them. Upon hearing this, the father is shocked, but a little skeptical. On this particular night, he decides to see if his daughter was lying or not. So he decides to skip the prayer and leaves the toys in the corner of the room. Around 12 p.m., he begins to doze off. When he hears a loud thump, he rises up and sees one of the toys that's fallen across the room. He picks it up and places it back in the corner. A few minutes later, again, the same toy falls. He places the toy back to the corner and it falls again. He prays over the toys and places them back in the corner. And this time, they stay put the whole night. In the morning, he feels shame and disgust that his daughter was going through this and that he didn't believe her until it occurred to him. The poor child must have endured many sleepless nights and never told him anything. So in that morning, he ended up burning all those toys. That's it for today's episode of A Dead Letter. If you have a paranormal story to share, we'd love to hear from you. 
you can reach out to me through the Instagram page, A underscore dead underscore letter underscore podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, keep your mind open and sleep with one eye open. Beyond the Shadows podcast. In the darkest corners of our universe lie spaces where even the light won't go. Places where terror and the unknown lurk, always waiting. Join Ryan and Scott on the Beyond the Shadows podcast as we pull back the curtain and peer into the darkness. We'll examine hauntings, true crimes, mysteries, UFOs, exorcisms, reincarnations, mysteries, and all things dark. Join us as we go Beyond the Shadows podcast.